Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. Which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program on the clock. Hey, if you are part of our podcast family, one and a half million individual podcast downloads strong. Thank you. If you haven't gotten us yet, wherever you get your favorite listening material, your podcasts, just plug in Wendy Bell Radio and up we will pop. Give us a download on your phone, like, share, follow, and maybe a five-star review. We appreciate you being part of our family. So I've never heard this guy's name before. I mean, I have, but not really. What do you know about Dean Phillips? You know anything about Dean Phillips? What do you know about this Wesley Bell guy who wants to take on squad member Cory Bush? Well, he might be actually an improvement because this is something that he said about taking on the St. Louis Congresswoman. I think we need to make certain that we are providing effective leadership, not only in our district, but in D.C. and on the world stage, Bell said according to a video of his press conference posted on Twitter, understand that this unique place that we are with the world literally on fire, we cannot give aid and comfort to a terrorist organization, and Hamas is a terrorist organization, he said. This is what it's going to come down to? Somebody like Cori Bush defending Hamas? Somebody like Wesley Bell saying the obvious thing that needs to be said? We'll see. So who is Dean Phillips? I love this opinion story because if you pay attention to what's going on and you go up to 30,000 feet, you see that the Democratic Party, Obama, whomever the puppeteer and all of the minions are behind the curtain, have opened the door to let Joe Biden be feeble, to let him be weak, to let him seem corrupt, For these things to trickle out that the FBI, the Department of Justice, and those in the Uniparty Swamp Beltway have been running interference for for years. Remember, for years, dating back, what, 10, 12 years, we know there were confidential human sources who were entrenched in Joe Biden's life, who were reporting to the FBI about all of the jazz he and his family were up to. 
and they were allowed to do it. But recently, a crack in the door has opened. We're able to see Joe Biden fall up all the stairs. We watch him walk like a robot. We watch him freeze and then start talking again. We see somebody who's neither physically nor mentally up to the job. And it's put out there for a reason. He will be moved along. The question is, who is it going to be to step forward? Now, you might suggest it's somebody like Gavin Newsom. I submit that's not the case. This Dean Phillips guy is very interesting. And there's an opinion piece by CNN that says this. There may be more to Dean Phillips' moonshot presidential bid than meets the eye. Well, CNN Online has a little bit of a different take than CNN's Jim Acosta yesterday on television. He had the, he had the uh, Democrat congressman from Minnesota on the show. And he was asking him, well, why? Why do you think we... You can't possibly think that you're going to you're going to unseat Joe Biden. Like, why would you do this? Why now? I mean, only an idiot not paying attention would know or would not know why Joe Biden is an unmitigated disaster. And as they as much as they want to try to sell from the middle out and the bottom up, everybody out there paying attention knows Joe Biden is a disaster and he sucks. And everything that this administration does sucks, too. So I want to tell you quickly a little bit of what I've learned about Dean Phillips, because I came at this with zero knowledge. It was interesting. His father apparently was killed when Dean was only six months old. His father was in Vietnam. He was an army helicopter pilot and he died in Vietnam. Despite that early tragedy in his life, Dean's mother married a gentleman by the name of Edward Phillips. He was the owner of one of America's oldest distilleries. That's a nice thing to to marry into, right? The Phillips Distilling Company. Eddie adopted and raised Dean and gave him that last name, Phillips, which he uses today. As a boy, Dean went to a very prestigious school called Blake School whose alumni include fellow Minnesota politicians, former U.S. Senators Al Franken and Mark Dayton. And then he got his undergrad degree at Brown, MBA at the University of Minnesota. But instead of entering into politics right away, Phillips spent most of his career working in the family business and then later built and grew his own brand of gelato known as Talenti. Dean Phillips then sold the company to Unilever, in 2014, and with his family wealth and the success from Talenti, the sale of that company, he's now worth close to $80 million. $80 million. But it was only after achieving all this success, CNN tells us, in the business world that in 2018, Dean Phillips decided to jump into the political fray, sensing an opening in Minnesota's suburban 3rd Congressional District. He went for it, blah, blah, blah. Now, I think it's intriguing that CNN is is giving him some props. He's not a career politician. He wasn't in the womb thinking about how, how happy he would be to be a member of Congress. He went out, started a business, granted had a lot of success from his family, sort of like Donald Trump, and was able to build his own brand, et cetera, et cetera. 
So uh, I want you to hear these worlds colliding on CNN with Jim Acosta because he can't figure out why on earth anybody would want to do this. Joe Biden is like the best ever, Jim's trying to tell you, which we all know is farcical. But I want you to hear how Dean Phillips says he decided to get involved in this race and officially file his New Hampshire paperwork. Go. All of the polls say the same thing. He's down nine points in the latest ABC poll uh, nationally. He's down in five of six battleground states. And his approval numbers are now at almost historic lows. Uh, 80% of the country does not want a repeat of 2020. I'm hearing that every day. I'm listening to people, my colleagues, everybody in Congress is listening to the same thing, hearing the same thing. That is the fact. I admire Joe Biden. I think he's a good man. He's been an extraordinary president at a very consequential time. But he is poised to lose the next election to Donald Trump. It is a threat, and someone had to do it. Nobody would. It's my time. I'm ready to lead, and that's why I'm running. Jim Acosta is like a frozen statue. He's like stunned. What? What? You just said Joe Biden's going to get his clock cleaned? What? You just told the truth? What are you doing? This is CNN! <laughs> this is like Leslie Stahl when she was lying and sitting down with Donald Trump about proof of election fraud, etc. No, this is 60 Minutes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're all aware of that, Leslie, which is why you guys suck. So then he goes on. Jimmy Costa totally dumbfounded. Well, why, why are you starting so late? Why didn't you start earlier? Why now? Go. President Biden, a man I admire, much of the country admires, is not going to beat Donald Trump in the next election. The numbers are clear. People are speaking up. I'm hearing it. In fact, we talk about misinformation in this country around the world. Uh, the political industrial class in Washington says the same thing I'm saying every day in quiet tones. I'm only saying the quiet part out loud. That's the truth. And we, w we have to let American voters decide that. We shouldn't let um, the political industrial complex decide who wins elections in America. The Democratic but National Committee, they have an obligation. They have an obligation uh, to let other voices in. That is isn't, isn't democracy a little bit late, though, a little in the D. process. Yeah, but isn't it a little late in the process for you to be Not jumping into this? Uh, much of the party, nearly the entire Democratic Party, has lined up behind President Biden. What? And you're, you're kind of coming in here oh, at Jim. the 11th hour. Oh, Jim. Jim, get ready. Because you're about to get it. <laughs> the majority of the, I mean, the whole Democratic Party has gotten behind Jim, Joe Biden. Everybody thinks he's the best. How could you possibly take him on? Right? What bubble are you living in, my man? Because you are a problem. And I guess Dean Phillips is ready to take him out. Number three. It's not the 11th hour. I'm filing the <laughs> before deadlines. I filed here in New Hampshire. I'll be filing in South Carolina. I'll be filing in Michigan all around the country. Not at all. In fact, you just said that everyone's lined up behind Joe Biden. No, 50% of Democrats even more want a different nominee. 83% of Democrats under 30 want a different nominee. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if the data wasn't so clear, if people's voices were not being ignored. And like I said, the only people saying what you just said is a political industrial complex that is much more focused on self-preservation, uh, their futures, than the American future. And somebody had to stand up and be forthright with the American people. I'm simply doing so. And anybody who's afraid, anybody who's afraid of a choice, of having the freedom of options, then we have bigger problems than I ever recognized. Well, now, isn't that it? Touche, sir. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Jim Acosta, Dean Phillips just called, part of the political industrial complex. The vortex of suck. And he's not done. It gets better.
He says Joe Biden is going to get clobbered. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips challenging Joe Biden for the presidential, the Democratic nod. So Jim Acosta, CNN, well, who are you? I, I, I've Nobody knows who you are. Nobody's getting behind you. Listen to the snobby political industrial complex representative called Jim Acosta. Listen to this. Go. But I know you have uh, any uh, members of Congress uh, on the Democratic side who are endorsing you at this point. Any governors? Around? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Is I don't have elected officials inside the Democratic Party have lined up behind the president. Uh, sure, there are polls that show Jim, that, yes, so- there's, there are some misgivings about President Biden running again. Of course, that always happens every campaign cycle. But. Who, who do you have endorsing you at this point? Anybody? There are some misgivings about Joe Biden running, but that happens during every cycle. When have we ever had an old man weekend at Bernie's who's wheeled around, who can't hold a conversation, who freezes for really uncomfortable chunks of time? Uh, when has that ever happened? Jim. And so in this response, this is hilarious. Dean Phillips is going to say, look, we've gotten to this place because of people like you, because of people like Joe Biden. Go. Jim, I'm so glad you asked, because therein lies exactly the mission of my campaign to demonstrate that the political industrial complex, that means Congress, that means the consultants, that means the administration, that means the governors, all who shush up sit down and line up behind the company line. That's why we have the circumstance right now. And that's my whole point. Let American voters decide. I'm hearing it in the streets. I've had the most extraordinary two days in New Hampshire. That won't be told by many news outlets right now, but that is the very problem. Life is not lived on Twitter. It's not lived in the political circles in Washington. That is why we have Trumpism, and that's why I'm running for president of the United States. And that is exactly why i'm glad you asked that question there's the problem jim that is why we have trumpism i don't even know what that means if that means we have people in this country who remember what it was like before you idiots came in and fudged everything up then i'm all for trumpism let's have more of that jim acosta does not know what to do with this but but wait you nobody supports you listen but but you didn't mention anybody who's endorsing you at this point (laughs) Let's get back to my original skewer of you, young lad. Who are you? I'm Jim Acosta. This is CNN. And this is Dean Phillips says, well, of course, they're not supporting me. That's not what the political machine does. But I believe we have a grassroots thing that we could probably do. And that probably scares you, huh, Jim? No, I just I just said I've said very distinctly. Nobody in Congress. Nobody no nobody in Congress, no governor has endorsed me. But let you you you're in this business. I know you've talked to many of them. What do they say behind the scenes? And then the cameras go on, the lights are on, the microphones are on. Very different story. That's the problem in the country right now. And I'm simply telling the truth to a country that is damn desperate for it. And you know it too. Maybe somebody at some point will support you, Jim Acosta tried to throw in there. Maybe somebody. 
This is fun when you watch Democrat, progressive, communist, Marxist, socialists converge and fight and duke it out with each other. It's delicious, as we would say. And finally, how about this? You can't have an interview on CNN if you don't utter the name Trump. Go. Are you concerned at all that you may be playing into Donald Trump's hands by going after Biden? No, the only plan... Uh, no, Jim, the only person playing into Donald Trump's hands right now, I'm sad to say, is President Biden. R- you can re- read the pundits, read the articles, read the data. He is probably you know, one you of know, the least well would say Democrat, that Joe Jim, Biden beat you, Donald Trump. They would say he beat Donald Trump. So he what, beat him. Yeah. Jim, he beat him by about 40,000 votes in 2020. Anybody who can make the case to me that he's better positioned now than he was then, then we're living in different worlds. And I respect you as a journalist, but I think you also know what I'm talking about. And that is absolutely the case. That's well, what you the keep problem saying, is. You know what you're talking about. He's not about. better positioned. I tell you, the country needs a change. All the coverage right now, we are facing circumstances in Eastern Europe, in the Middle East, that could spin out of control at every minute. It's time for a new generation to lead. I respect you as a journalist. Well, that was your first mistake there, my man. Gotta say. Isn't this fantastic? Jim Acosta, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Nobody thinks you can do this. How dare you think you can get involved? This is our game. We control. I tell you what to say. We tell you what to think. This is CNN. And Dean Phillips is saying, well, you know what? People are unhappy. They're broke. They're unsafe. Their bills are out of control. They haven't saved for the future. How many of them are living paycheck to paycheck and how many more have maxed out their credit cards? But other than that, you're great. Thanks, Jim. Absolutely. It's great, my friends. This young man is going to make some waves. I mean, I certainly don't want him to be president. However, is anything at this point better than Joe Biden? I don't know. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, my friends, Muslims hunting Jews in Russia, and it's being celebrated here What's going on next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program? I can't imagine feeling hunted. I can't imagine what the 260 people at that music festival in Israel on October 2nd or 7th rather felt like as evil dropped in from the sky and hunted them down like wild game. I I can't fathom the darkness that it takes to want to kill someone. Some of the reports I've read and and you you have to be careful with what you're willing to hear and see because you know you can't get rid of it once you do. And one of the reports was that a woman in her home when the Hamas terrorists came in they gang raped the mom and they put her baby in the oven I uh, I don't I don't know I don't have words I don't understand I don't understand how how people can be so easily co-opted thousands of miles away to 
go out and protest in defense of barbarism and savage animalistic behavior. I, and I can't imagine feeling like so many Jewish students do on college campuses here in the United States of America in the year 2023. We're better than this. Or are we? And so this headline in the Washington Free Beacon just, did you guys see the video from Russia? Where Muslims literally send out a call. They hear that a, a flight from Tel Aviv is landing. And so there's like this group call, let's go, everybody come, let's hunt Jews. Now the plane has to be diverted, rerouted somewhere else. But the video of these men hunting for, literally hunting for Jews at a Russian airport to do what with? I can't even go there. Anti-Israel mob hunts Jews in Russia. And the U.S. media go with these headlines instead of covering what actually freaking happened. There is video of these men looking in like the engines on the wings of the plane, looking for people who might be hiding. There's a video of them surrounding this poor guy. And he's like, I'm not a Jew. Having to show his papers or else be God knows what. Do you think he's just going to walk away? And they're going to say, no, they're going to beat him to death. <laughs> and and this, is your, this is your media's take on it. The media's latest failure to frankly report on the international surge of anti-Semitism. I'm not so sure that that is even... Is, is that a phrase that even encapsulates... It's there's darkness and there's evil. It's and then our media just says, Meh, it's not a big deal. If there was a black man who was being hunted on the tarmac at this airport in Washington, everybody and his brother, Black Lives Matter, would be out like white on rice. Let's go. What's going on? But if it's a Jew, eh. I guess it's okay. Had that person been transgender, let's go hunt the trannies. Let's go get them. Every person in the LGBTQIA plus XYZ, etc. community would be out with pitchforks and their freaking torches. Ah! But if it's a Jew, eh. what does this say? about way too many people in our world. Washington Post said this, protesters storm Russian airport to try to block plane from Tel Aviv. That's factually incorrect. They were hunting Jews. I figured if I yell it, maybe we'll get through to some of these people whose true colors are coming out Associated Press headline. Crowd storms Russian airport to protest flight from Israel. 
That's not what they were doing. They were hunting Jews. New York Times. Mob storms plane arriving in Russia from Tel Aviv, comma, authorities say. Well, that could be the most ridiculous of them all. More proof why we don't have subscriptions to the New York Times. Sadly, I do, so you don't have to. This is CNN's at least 10 injured as crowd storms Russian airport after flight arrives from Tel Aviv, comma, officials say. Reuters, police take control of Russia's Dagestan airport after anti-Israeli protests. <laughs> Amid the backlash of people being like, um, they were hunting Jews. Some of the outlets improved their headlines overnight. It was miraculous, right? To at least allude to the mob's targeting of Jews. So let's look at what the AP did. I have to pull it up, sadly. Crowd storms Russian airport to protest flight from Israel. Became Putin calls meeting after mob storms airport looking for Israelis on jet from Tel Aviv. Or, because brevity is the soul of wit, we can say psychopaths are hunting Jews. I, pfft, right? I should write for these people. But you can't if you tell the truth. Then there's this, which... Can you defend this from Corinne Jean-Pierre? As an administration, where is the pushback? We don't condone any kind of hate when human beings are beheaded. That's not hate. That's dark. When people are hunted like wild game, when babies are put into the oven while their mothers are gang raped? That's not hate. That's evil. Listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre. Ill-equipped, ill-prepared, illiterate, unable to read the prepared remarks. Obviously they knew they were gonna get nailed for this. She's flipping through her here. Let me get my, let me get my book out. Ah, oh, where, where do I have to say? Where's the tab on hatred of Jews, exterminating Jews, let the risk, kill them, put them in oven. Here we go. Okay, here's the answer from Corinne Jean Pierre when Peter Ducey says, "What the hell are you people doing?" Thank you, Corrine. Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists? What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and, be, uh, and be very clear about that. Remember, what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017, when we, he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile, anti-Semitic, uh, just hatred. And he was very clear then, and he's very clear now, 
Uh, he's taken actions against this over the past two years, and he's continued to be clear. There is no place, no place for this type of vile and despite, despite this, this kind of rhetoric. And we hear you guys, though, talk about extremists all the time. It is usually about maggot extremists. So what about these protesters who are making Jewish I've students feel very, unsafe very on college campuses? Are they extremists? I've been very, very clear. We are calling out any form of hate any form of hate. It is not acceptable. It should not be acceptable here. And we are going to continue to call that out. And let, and let me be very clear. This is a president that has continued to have that fight in his office, in this administration. You know, when he repealed Trump's Muslim ban on his very first, first day in office, that is something that this president did. Uh, he also established an inter-policy committee to counter Islamophobia anti-Semitism and related forms of bias and discrimination. We have taken this very, very, very seriously from the president all the way on down. Let me be clear seven times. We've been clear. He's been clear. I've been. Let me be clear about how clear I clearly have been. Edie is clear that I am in way over my head. You know, of all people, how many opportunities in, in Corinne Jean-Pierre's life, ostensibly, has she unwittingly been marginalized? Well, she's a woman. That could be one. She's gay. That's a big one. She's black. There's one. She's an immigrant. Okay. Where are the people who we've been told for generations we are born hating? Where are all the black people out there protesting the hunting of human beings? I'm hearing radio silence. You guys? Loud chorus? No. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre refused to call anti-Israel protesters on college campuses across America extremists. Are they terrorists? Because the students are being terrorized. When you get locked down... In your dining hall because you're a Jew and it's a kosher dining hall and you've got angry students who, by the way, probably were part of a club that you ancillarily were connected to because that's what you do on college campuses. You join a club so you could go protest. So you have value in some capacity because inherently you feel like you don't. So you galvanize like keyboard warriors. Oh, let's get together with a bunch of other people who aren't contributing much. And let's just go and be ne'er-do-well malignant forces on our college campuses. Hey, go for the Jews. Let's go. And every single black student isn't up in arms saying, whoa, 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 whoa. My people were lynched. Oh, hell no. Well, I guess the Jews are the whipping boys now. Unbelievable. And yet totally believable in crazy town, USA. I want to tell you a story that's very difficult and update. Her name is Shani Luck, and her parents were holding out hope that she was alive, but it's so much worse than that. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I immediately caught, she immediately caught my attention. The minute the news came in here in the States that Hamas terrorists had slaughtered so many people in Israel, and we started getting some of the images of that music festival 
and there were some drone images that shows the just burned carnage of cars in a haphazard array of a an impromptu exodus. People trying to escape other people who wanted to kill them and were hunting them. One of the quote-unquote missing was a young woman named Shani Luke. She's a really cute girl. The age of my oldest son, 23. A German-Israeli tattoo artist with big brown eyes and a pretty face and her mom frantic for any kind of information about her daughter. And then came the images that we saw of these Hamas terrorists sitting in the back of a pickup truck with their guns and their feet on what looked like Shani Luke's body. And people held out hope. Maybe she's still alive. But her legs looked broken. And if she was alive, that would be awful. And now we're getting this news that Shani was beheaded by Hamas after she was kidnapped at that music festival and paraded around the streets by the terrorists. These are people who go proed their murderous rampage, who took their victims' phones and sent images of their slaughter to loved ones around the world. And we have a White House and a Biden administration whose tepid response at best is woefully inadequate. The young German-Israeli tattoo artist who was paraded through the streets of Gaza after being kidnapped by Hamas has been found dead after sadistic terrorists chopped off her head, Israel's president revealed Monday. I'm truly sorry to report that we have now received news that Shani Nicole Luke, Lauk Luke, I beg your pardon, I don't know, has been confirmed murdered and dead, President Isaac Herzog told the German newspaper. Her skull was found. Her skull was found. With the 23-year-old's victim's family also confirming that the death was confirmed by DNA on parts of her skull. That means that these barbaric, sadistic animals simply chopped off her head as they attacked and tortured and killed Israelis. It is a great tragedy, and I extend my deepest condolences to her family, the president said. This is according to a translation by I-24 News. I don't understand irrational evil. I don't understand darkness. I don't understand hating somebody you don't know. I don't understand having it be born into you, being raised with the DNA of hatred. I don't know how you live with yourself. I think about I think about the the men and women I know who've come back from Iraq or Afghanistan. And they were 
following orders and were asked to do and to see unspeakable things. And they come home. And the PTSD, not just of taking live fire, not just the fear of booby traps, not just the worry of never, ever being free of that landscape of war, but having to remember and relive what they did and letting it go. That's hard enough in times of battle like that. But just to go to murder people because because there's a reason joe biden is being primaried there's a reason progressive democrats are looking at one another and perhaps having a glimmer of a reality check because anything that makes conservatives lives miserable or jews or black people or what have you ultimately has a ripple effect on Everybody. This pendulum has got to swing. This is unacceptable. This is dark to a degree that I can't go to think of my child of that same age. Because all you would think is how afraid they were and how you weren't there to protect them. And as a mom, all I would want would be there to take it instead of them. And Corinne Jean-Pierre won't call these animals extremists. You know, the bench isn't looking good for either team. I'm going to say that. So we got Trump. What if there was no Trump? Who's, who's plan B? Well, there was a there was a poll out that said, hey, if everybody gets behind one alternative candidate, all of the Trump competitors if they coalesce around one person they might be able to take him down eh, i don't know about that interesting conversation to have about the bench and how poor it is on both sides next on the wendy bell radio program 